You have tuned in for Pastors of Pain radio show podcast. I'm Father Brian O'Brien. I'm joined by Father Robert Duck. Father Robert Duck, the associate pastor of St. Francis Xavier for uh, these two months of August and September. It's wonderful to have him. And then he's heading back to uh, to school one more year in uh, in Rome and then coming back to the diocese full time. And I'm also joined by uh, another priest who shall remain nameless, except I will now say his name, which is Father Kerry Wakulich of St. John the Evangelist Catholic Student Center on the campus of Oklahoma State University. We are broadcasting uh, on 94.3 Pete FM in Stillwater, Oklahoma, AM 780. And we're also, we have a podcast. This same show is a podcast on iTunes and Spotify and on the St. Francis Xavier website. We have a little SoundCloud account. So there's lots of different ways that you can listen. We hope you're sharing it with friends. We hope you're enjoying it. We think you are. People seem to talk about it or they say, hey, heard you on the podcast. I want to put one thing to rest. Very early in the podcast, um, I laid down like this rule, which was somewhat arbitrary. And it just was, you know, I was just trying to be funny. And I told everyone that Father Carey is not allowed to sing on the air. And every time he sings on the air, he owes me some Vietnamese noodle freedom, soup. Freedom. Freedom. And so, yet, yeah, do I think freedom. Father Carey sings too much? Yes, I do. Uh, you know, but. It was getting. It's going to get expensive, and so anyway. So and I, there's no pho restaurant here during the summertime. So there's an expiration date. No yeah, there's no pho in Stillwater, which is a, a a great tragedy. Which I had some last week. Incredible. I, but it's it's always it's always not as enjoyable when it's you know 95 out as it, it is when it's, it's like so it is. 60. It actually is. Pho is that good. Well, it's because it you have a self-contained enjoyable. air conditioning unit that you go around in, so you're 62 all the time. I Nothing I like wear, a steaming bowl of pho on a nice hot summer day. No question. I had pho the other day, and it was glorious. It was 100 degrees outside, and I was eating hot soup. Were you anyway. sweating in it? Oh, I was inside. It was great. It was wonderful. Anyway, so uh, people have asked, like, hey, you know, how much, how much pho does Father Kerry owe you? And the answer is none. All he owes me is the charity due to a brother priest and a friend, which I get from time to time. And <laughs> soy sauce. Soy, yeah, soy sauce packets, right? I guess, I'm going to get, you, get mean, you a gallon of soy sauce since, packets. We've now since been to the store, and we have bought soy sauce. But I was, it was, I was very offended a couple weeks ago. Father Kerry, we have a shopping list at our house, right? This is a record. Yeah, yeah, sure, three sure. guys. It's on the. It's there. There. There were two things on it. Okay. One soy sauce. Two coffee. You went to the store and you bought coffee for myself, accidentally. And like, I also bought chicken. And we have chicken, vegetables, stuff you don't eat. And I love vegetables. And I, I scratched off bananas off the list now because yeah, bananas are because going- you. Like, like once we the banana is purchased. Whoa, whoa! What's this wee stuff? You got a mouse in your pocket? You buy bananas, and the the shelf life on them in the rectory is like twenty minutes. Like they get a I little air the on them. Too and hot. If we cooled the rectory, <laughs> <laughs> no, because bananas grow in tropical environments. I heard, I read somewhere that bananas like it when the air conditioning <laughs> is running all the time. When the air is conditioning that, is that true? Freeze us out. Is that I, true? I, I didn't Father? bring a fleece with me for the summer, so uh. I do. I got some good fans going in my room though, which is great. Anyway, but but uh, rectory living. What do you guys? What do you guys think? Should we keep? Should we keep this going? Should we all just find our own places? 
No, I kind of like it. I guess I like you guys. I'll <laughs> stick around for a while. You have to. The bishop yeah. told you to come here. <laughs> and we really don't want you past maybe like the middle of September. If you yeah, can go back September, to Italy, he, if you can go back to Italy, if you could take uh, take your life and just leave, please. Ouch. Mid-September, Father Robert gets the boot. Back oh, yeah. back to... Uh, back to Roma. Back yeah. to the glory. One more academic year and then Italy. I'm back. Tell us about your degree. What is your, like, what do you... So you finished, you finished seminary. You ordained a priest. Yeah. Yeah, but so what is this? What is this extra year business? What's happening there? Yeah, so our diocese is very uh, blessed to have the opportunity to send priests back to Rome for one last year of study uh, to finish a, a specialized degree in theology. And so, I know my classmate, Father Vince Fernandez, is doing his uh, specialized degree in spiritual theology with kind of the idea that he could be like a spiritual director one day and. Uh, just uh, give a, some great counsel uh, to those in kind of spiritual crisis or just kind of lead people on their journey of faith. I myself am doing mine in uh, dogmatic theology, which is kind of a study, the study of dogs. Yeah, the, well, <laughs> not not quite. Um, not quite. What is that then? If it's not dogma, the study. yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like the study of the church's doctrines. It's uh, how we understand Christ. It's called Christology or Trinitarian theology. Um, and it's it's been tremendous. It's a, a true blessing that I get to study this this very specified field of theology that I, I very, very much enjoy. And so I've been trying to, uh, you know, still get in a rhythm of life as a new priest and, you know, getting in the rhythm of parish life. And uh, I brought some books with me from Rome to kind of do some research for this big paper. How's that going? Not well. How's not, that? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, not the, a lot of time. Not parish a lot of life time had, in the parish. Yeah, parish life is keeping me busy, and I love it. I love it. Uh, I wouldn't change it. But it has proven difficult for this upcoming year where I have to write this big research paper, basically, and I haven't been able to do any research yet. How so. long of a paper? It has to be a minimum of 50 pages. and five oh. Yeah. Ooh. So, but... Uh, most people go further than that. Uh, I don't know what how. What are you going to write it on? Uh, so I'm writing. My specialty is really in like uh, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth theology or Cardinal Ratzinger's theology, and so I'm writing. Uh, uh, well, I'm doing some research right now in the research stage of a uh, a topic of his on vicarious representation, which is this very uh, <laughs> unique. Uh, it's kind of, they, they call it like the intersection of many uh, fields of his theology. So it's his Christology, his ecclesiology, his study of the church. Um, it's where uh, throughout salvation history we see instances of people offering themselves uh, in replacement for God's wrath on his people, right? So we see this in Abraham, we see this in, in Moses, etc., and finally, in Jesus Christ, he, we have the ultimate uh, self-sacrifice uh, the, that redeems uh, all the world. And, and then this, this takes place also within the church. The church does not exist for itself. It exists for the salvation of the world. It's Amen. open. It's open. The doors are always open. And so this is uh, something I'm in the process of reading on for uh, my paper. And it's, uh, it's not—the research is— Coming along, uh, but uh, we'll, when is it due? Next, I hope to have it done by March. Uh, pray for him, everyone. Yeah, if you're please. listening to this, you you better pray for Father Robert Duck and his and his assignment. His paper. so so based on this, well, do you have a favorite dogma? 
Okay, so think this out. What is your favorite dog, Bo? Like he likes to ask these kinds of questions. I do. I do. I like to ask these questions. You know, uh, a student asked me one time, Father, if you were to go backpacking with a saint, who would you take? And I was like, uh, I would probably take Simeon the Stylite because he really likes being up, up tall and he, he, won't, he won't eat a lot. <laughs> and he, he doesn't require a lot and he, d- he doesn't talk and he gives really good advice. I would take St. Lawrence, the patron saint of cooks. Really? Yeah, because he can cook. He's also the patron saint of senses of humor. Or, or is that true? Yeah, like yeah. comedians. Yeah, comedians. Because the the story goes that when Saint Lawrence was his, his the way of martyrdom was he was being grilled alive, and uh, he kind of uh, bid his uh, executioners on by saying, "I'm done on this side. You can flip me over," like he was a piece of steak. <laughs> that is funny. Okay, so favorite dogma. You got one. Oh, that's that's a toughie. Um, I'd have to kind of go through the list uh, if there's ever was one. Um, but what Father Kerry once asked me my what my favorite church council was. Uh, what else? My favorite heresy. Oh, well. Anyway, that's... now he's 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 unloading on you. One one that comes to mind. I love the fact that we understand that Christ had two natures: one divine, one human, and that the fact that uh, God uh, was the initiator of our salvation, but man himself participates in his own salvation. We call that cooperative grace. Uh, that is Ooh, something. Good that, one. Yeah. Look that one up. So we, we are to participate in God's initiative uh, salvific act. Uh, that yeah, we, we're, we are not passive. We are not just passengers on a bus here. Yeah. We have a, we're helping drive the bus. We have a role to play in our own salvation, but also in the salvation of others as well. Yeah, not just me and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so wow. I, have a, I have a question about the uh, the two natures of Christ. You ready? I know. Off the, on the spot. Not previously okay. discussed okay. Not, here. not previously discussed. So in the Mass, when the when the transubstantiation occurs, when you call down the epiclesis, the Holy Spirit. Aww. Thank you. I love background sound effects. Thanks, Jess, for not editing that out. Uh, the, the transubstantiation, the calling down, would you consider that the two, like, uh, there's like, there's it's bread and divinity all woven into one would you say that's like like the two natures of christ i don't know if i'm just talking out my ear right now but it's it's like humanity and divinity coming together and nature and divinity coming together in uh bread and wine on the on the altar yeah so we believe in total transubstantiation so we don't believe that there's partial bread still left or partial wine still left, but it's completely the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And so we don't believe in consubstantiation, we believe in transubstantiation. So there's no bread left once the the words of institution have been said, once the Holy Spirit has transformed the bread and and wine into the precious body and blood of our Lord. And so there's no kind of uh, mixing of the two. Um, We wouldn't wouldn't believe that, but... uh, when, don't we say that about the two natures of Christ? There's no mixing and there's no mingling where you see one, you see the other? Yeah, there's no mixing of the two. There's the, there, Christ was not schizophrenic, but he did have, <laughs> he did have uh, two I natures. Con- I will confirm that he was not. <laughs> but he did have two natures that were, one's not diluted in the other, so his divinity does not dilute his humanity and his humanity does not diminish his divinity. Uh, so there's, yeah, you're right. There's no kind of, mixing of the two they're not to be confused but we do christ is a in a certain sense sacrament of god he is the 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 
the human uh, sacrament of God's divine grace. I like talking about this. Yeah. We should talk about this more at our rectory off the air. What, why do you? Uh, what do you like I don't talking? I just it's a it's it's the. I always I mean I love that about seminary. You know I haven't been in seminary in a, when you just sit around and just chat about stuff. Yeah, and you just kind of work through things like, well, how is it possible that? How is it possible that he's God and man? How is it possible that the, that bread and wine become the flesh and the blood of you know? And I know I know that I know that Christ is God and man. I know that. The bread and wine transform. I believe it with my whole being. I've given my life to it. Yeah. But like how? Like how does it? anyway, I just love the, uh, the kind of the yeah. banter. Of, have you ever, have you ever watched um Fulton Sheen's um uh homily? It's a YouTube video now. Um, but Fulton Sheen was, you know, the Archbishop of New York City and was that right? New York City? Yeah. And and he he has this homily. It's at a school. And it's incredible. It's about the mass. And he walks through it as if he would he was walking through a play. And so he brings like biology, chemistry, uh, the hierarchy of species in it, like the assumption of different things like grass into food for animals and how like uh, a lower thing has to die in order for it to enter the higher thing. Like the, the grass says to the cow, I want to be part of you. So eat me. And it oh. just kind of like goes up the, the food chain there. It was really an, an incredible uh, homily he gave on the mass. I showed it to my RCA class uh, this past year, and uh, they loved it. So what does that mean for us then? That in the fact that we want to be, we consume God so God can consume us, right? Go that, on, please. Yeah, yeah. That was just the fact that we, we have, we're given the Eucharist by Christ himself, and that it's not so much that we're consuming God, but in doing so, that God is bringing us into Himself, and so we we participate and 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 live in a very very unique and special way through the Eucharist in God's divine life. Wow, it is it is the month of John six. Yeah, so in, in I, yeah on Sundays all through basically all through the month of August, we're hearing. The, what we call the bread of life discourse. We talked yeah. a little bit about it last week of John, John chapter six, and so that's on the church's mind is yeah the, exactly is the is the Eucharist, and I've been really kind of moved by you know I love anytime we get a chance to talk about the Eucharist, especially with our people. It, it, for me, it's always kind of it's a back to the basics. What what right, are we right. all about? What is you know the Second Vatican Council calls the Eucharist the source Horse and, and the, the summit, summit of the Christian, Christian life. life. And so in a world where there is a lot of turmoil, um, in a church, in our Catholic church, where sometimes there's a lot of turmoil, you know, we've had, it's been, it's been a bit of a rough summer month, much rough summer, you know, a lot of, with um, allegations and a, the resignation of Cardinal McCarrick, who was the, the Archbishop of Washington, D.C., I mean, a, a very kind of high-ranking advisor yeah. to popes and presidents, and, you know, and it came out that he's... I mean, he was in an inappropriate relationship with a with an with adult adult men. Yeah, he's he was. Uh, there's there's allegations of abuse of a minor. I mean, it's 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 a it's a terrible story, and it's been it's going awful. around. And you probably have seen it in the newspaper. If you haven't read about you it, you can look it up. I mean, it's 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 disturbing. Crux now has got some good stuff on it. And so you look and at it's that, just and, and you think, like, what are we doing here? Like, what is, this is a you know yeah. this is like this is just a big mess. And so to be able to then come to mass. And, and to, to read 
what what is it that we're all about? Um, yes, we we are we're a sinful people, and we we greatly fall short. And there's you know, and there's certain kind of grand scale examples like what we've been experiencing this yeah. summer. But what's it all about? And so you you're temp- I think people are kind of tempted to lose faith. But ultimately, where does the Eucharist come from? The Eucharist comes from the Mass, and where where does one find the Mass? You find the Mass at at your local Catholic church. Hashtag keep it local. So it's for me it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's been it's been good for my own for my own faith to be able to just come back and say what what are we here for? What are yeah. we doing here? I, I really love the uh, the the line from the Council of Trent that says they calls it the August Sacrament, like the high point of um, of the sacraments uh, that this and even the church fathers going back I, I mentioned that last week the way they talk about the Eucharist and the and the Mass is not like we you know you use the words consubstantiation like well Jesus really didn't mean this well he also would have if he didn't mean it he would have stopped the five thousand people walking away plus women and children and be like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 I didn't I didn't mean that or or that line where it says some people uh, you'll say well, wow he, spirit in life but actually you have to go back to verse 62 to get that proper understanding of there because you know he's talk he's not referring to the Eucharist he's referring to something different uh, so this is the center of our lives as priests it's awesome because you and me and old father duck over here he's not that old Hey, whenever whenever you type up his name, doesn't a little emoji have a duck? Oh, it's the best! It's the best. <laughs> if I'm ever like, uh, if I'm using my phone and you just type, you know, like Father Robert Duck, and then when you write the word duck, like a little, a little, a little duck emoji. emoji, a little duck emoji comes. But this, anyway, this is awesome. a, this is why we become priests is to. And this is what the church fathers are talking about. Is like, what does the Eucharist do for us? And you just mentioned it. Like, we're assumed into this divine life. And even the uh, the early church fathers will talk about like, what does natural food do for you? Like, what does natural bread and natural wine do you? It it's food to to uh, harmonize the body. It's food to help you on this journey, on this pilgrimage journey uh, through through life. Uh, it's to nourish the mind, the body, to give it energy. And then they say, well, what does the bread of life, the body, blood, soul, and divinity, you know, Jesus says in John 6 um, about life, 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 unless you eat, unless you gnaw on the sarks of the son of man, gnaw on the flesh and the drink the blood, then what does it do for us? It transforms us towards people who are headed to a new kingdom, which is the kingdom of God, which is heaven. This is the goal. What food you, for the journey. What do you say to people who, from uh, you know, they come come to mass, Catholics even who, like it doesn't. Why doesn't it look different? Why doesn't when when the when the bread and wine change? Why wouldn't God like make them look different so yeah. that we could tell yeah. the difference? I mean, if you look yeah. at a consecrated host, the mm-hmm. Eucharist, and an unconsecrated host. Which is just regular bread. They like they look the same and they taste the yeah. same and they smell the same yeah. and like uh, so what? Well, that's again like goes back to what I was talking about before with transubstantiation. We say the substance of what that would, uh, the euchar- the the bread has been 
changed into the substance of Jesus Christ himself. And so the accidents, is the, the, the material things that you know, we see as bread or we see as wine, remain the same. And it's, it's the same was true for Jesus. Jesus looked like a completely normal human being. But oh, there, there, it, there it is. Go there ahead, it is. Shot, there it is. But Jesus himself was fully God. It wasn't just partially God. But he didn't God, look like God. But he didn't look like God. He looked like you and I. He looked like a human being. He looked like a man walking the streets of Jerusalem. Wow. Of the and that was a big point of, of like where people looked at him and said, this is the guy from Nazareth. Isn't this yeah. the son of Joseph? Like, isn't, you know, isn't this the carpenter's son? Yeah. He can't, can anything good come from Nazareth? You know, I mean, he doesn't look like anything special. There was this expectation that when God, when the Messiah came, he would come like in this, you know, in sort of in triumph, in glory, in glory yeah. and yeah. from the clouds. And, and no, he came from the womb of, of Mary and in, he came in the middle of the night. Quite unexpected. He came in humble means. He was laid in a in a uh, a stable uh, in a in a, uh, a feeding trough. Yeah, yeah, feeding trough. Which you oh know, boy. again, There's... where do we where do we get that image from? So Jesus as a baby, laid in a feeding trough, and then later became food. Oh, boy. For the life of the world. Oh, oh boy! Are but, you kidding me? Oh boy. I never, like, okay, I thought of that, and then it just kind of like clicked just now. Like, isn't that amazing? Food, feed, baby laid yeah. in a feeding trough, and then made, and then made, and, food. Then, and then he says, "Now you gotta eat my flesh." Like they, wow, that's pretty awesome. Have you ever been to Orvieto? I have, I have. So what I was, you where, know, where Orvieto? Orvieto. This Italy. is a, a little yeah. town in, a beautiful town in Italy. Uh, and just as like Jesus performed miracles to kind of show that the fact that he was God, we do have Eucharistic miracles. You, uh, these really rare but be- uh, uh, beautiful uh, uh, proofs, if you want to call them that, of our belief in the Eucharist, where uh, there was a story of the, the town in Orvieto where we get the, the Feast of Corpus Christi from, where we get our beautiful Eucharistic processions, because there was a story of a priest who had a kind of some some doubts when he was celebrating mass about whether this was really the true presence and lo and behold the eucharist the the what looks like piece of bread bled on the little piece of cloth we put on the altar the corporal so there's stains of the true blood of christ on this cloth and they hang it up in this beautiful basilica the cathedral of orvieto and people flock to it from all over the world uh, to see this, I gotta movie. get there. Yeah, you've never been there. I've never been. You've never been to the Eucharistic procession uh, where they like they there's flower petals in the road. There was one in Honduras when I was living there, and they would make sand. I've art. I've been to those Eucharistic processions, and I've there it was sand art along the road, and only the priest carrying the monstrance was allowed to uh, to be there. When uh, to be on that on that stuff? I went when I was in Rome. When was I? It was it was oh probably eight or nine years ago, and there was. Uh, they were made that kind of sand art. So it's different, like colored sand. And it was the, the image of the pelican. Oh, yeah. And so you'll see this in a lot of Catholic churches. You'll, you'll see the image of the, of the pelican as a Eucharistic symbol. So kind of the dove is the Holy Spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you'll see a pelican because the pelican, when it's trying to feed its young, it will actually, like, pick from its own heart and feed the young from their own body. So that's 
anyway, yeah. so you'll, if you self-sacrificial, you, yeah, if you go to a church and you're like, well, why does this church feel so strongly about pelicans? <laughs> it has, you know, it all has a reason. It's a, it's a, we're we're a seaside parish, yeah. in the Cape. It's St. Francis of Assisi, and he loved birds, and, and so he we loved, loved birds. birds. And we're on the coast of Marseille. Oh, I so don't think they have pelicans beautiful, in Marseille. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. All right, so we're coming up. Uh, we're kind of it's, it's like mid August. School's about to start. We're hearing from John chapter six. We hope you've kind of you know enjoyed yeah. a, little, a little Eucharistic theology here from the from the three of us. There's we're, so we're, much more yeah. out there, and I hope you'll. Uh, I think we said it last time. Read read John chapter six. Open Watch up. Fulton Sheen's video yeah, on the Mass. Open, yep, yep. Uh, Father Robert Barron just came out with that series on the Mass. On the Mass. Yeah, we got to get that. You I'm bought a, it, didn't you? Yeah, I bought it. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to watch it as maybe a house party. That'd be boom, Ooh, boom, mass boom, video boom, house boom, party. Boom. I'll flip the switches like a light switch rave, and then we'll be watching Father Robert Barron explain. <laughs> no, okay, all right, all right, okay, okay, we're back, we're back. Um, See, this is what you. This so, is welcome. Welcome to Father Robert. Robert. Had no idea what he was stepping in. Father Robert Duck has just got like this plain look on his face, like what is I am totally embarrassed for Get you me all. Out of here. I'm in over my head here. So we have just a few minutes left. Father Kerry, tell us about what's coming up uh, uh, as students come back to school Ooh. here at Oklahoma State. Well, the uh, the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary was last when? I don't remember when it was. It last was the week? 15th. It was yeah. the 15th. 15th of August. Yeah, so school is now in session and everything is going. We're, uh, uh, we're having every first Sunday now we're going to start having brunch after Mass. And we're going to have a little teaching mass every first Sunday now. And so we're going to have brunch uh, this coming weekend to welcome students back, just have a big spread of chow in the morning. What if a student is not Catholic? Heck yeah, they could come on over. Okay, just checking. We have, uh, I would say, probably 15 to 20% of the people that come to mass are not Catholic. People just bring their friends. And they like it. They, they, uh, They like the smell of incense. They like the stained glass windows. They like the jet blast in their head. They like the brunch after. Uh, They like the brunch. You know, whatever gets people to fall in love with Jesus, I'll feed them. Jesus, Jesus, that's what he did in John chapter 6. He's like, hey, you guys hungry? I got something for you. How does he John fed 6 them? open? Yeah. He fed them the like manna from heaven, and I'm feeding them like croissant sandwiches from, from my kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just bringing time. them along, bringing them along, and then to more deeply encounter Jesus. That's the goal. And, and so then you've got, uh, during the week at St. John's, you've got uh, morning mass. Yeah, morning mass. Uh, no. your, what's your daily mass schedule? Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is masses at twelve fifteen. Nice. Tuesday, Thursday, five fifteen, and then Wednesday night we have a candlelit mass. It's all in candlelight. You got to come over, oh, Duck. Yeah. Uh, c- a candlelight mass at nine p.m. And you can't see anybody. There's probably one hundred and fifty people there, and you, it's hard to see people next to you because the candles are only on the altar. And so there's all sorts of stuff like like Thursday. Do you know we? Dude, you're going to be here for our first football game. It's on Thursday night. Oh, yeah. We're playing Misery State. Is that who we're playing? I can't remember. Something. We're going to whoop somebody. I, I hope Central Michigan doesn't show back up. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh shots. Oh, boy. Oh, too boy. soon. Pistols firing. Hashtag <laughs> too soon. Okay. Oh, boy. Moving on. Okay. So lots of stuff going on. CatholicPokes.com. You can catch the whole calendar. We met it, sent out those mailer cards to all those students. Also, Twitter, Catholic Pokes. Facebook, Catholic Pokes. I think everything uh yeah. and i think even saint francis xavier isn't your uh yours catholic folks too our website <laughs> is sfxstillwater.org oh. and there you'll find we're about to change our mass time starting 
the weekend of the 25th and 26th of August, uh, 5 p.m. Saturday, 8.30 Sunday, 11.15 Sunday, and 1 p.m. in Espanol. And then our daily mass, we're going to have daily mass Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 a.m., and Fridays at 12.10. I pretty great. like that 7 a.m. mass. I think it's going to be good. I think I may come we're, over and uh, can celebrate people? it occasionally. No, no. no? why not? No. You have a, you have masses. Well, may, uh, maybe oh. more the merrier. Yeah, the no. I mean, you're always welcome. Of course, yeah, of you're course. always welcome. We're a Catholic community here. Yeah. Good, good old, good old Stillwater. Yeah, it's a, that, that's I like that time. So there are a few changes going on, but all really, I think, all for the good, all for the better. We're trying to we're trying to help our people to love Jesus, especially love Jesus in the Eucharist. We're hearing from John chapter six. All month long, we've got Father Robert Duck with us for a little wow. while, and so lots of opportunities for people to, to grow in their faith. Father Robert, last word. Uh, it's great to be on this podcast. It's uh, I feel like a little bit overwhelmed with the the personalities between um, sitting in between. Uh. It's like a it's a duck sandwich between two big slices oh boy. of bread. He just called you big. He yeah. just called he did, you big. He did not call me big. That's hilarious. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. But we uh, we're, we're grateful that you're listening. Please pass it on to your friends. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Pete 94.3, on the St. Francis Xavier SoundCloud account. Lots of ways to find us. We are the Pastors of Pain. Yeah. Have a great week. God bless you. <laughs>